Hi, this is Ashley Smith from Mission, Texas. Thank you for listening to the Crowners Podcast, the audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. Well, I really do appreciate everybody coming and supporting Ashley. Ashley, I hope you're doing well. It was great watching your game. Um, I saw so much upside with you. Uh, I think you have, you know, great opportunity, great, a lot of talent, and you're obviously working very hard and you're very passionate. And so I think you're in in a great spot. So it was a pleasure watching you work. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything new after uh, reading the report you kind of learned about yourself or learned about officiating or that was eye-opening for you? Just give me a quick uh, review. Um, like my, my signaling, well, mechanics watch. Like it looks, to me it looks weak. Like now that I'm watching it on film and uh, like my three-point mechanics, it is super narrow. So super just had to be more consistent and stronger in my mechanics okay did you notice like what i was saying about they were just a little soft gentle mm-hmm. yes sir i let it go a little bit more so i'm glad we connected there game wasn't too too difficult you know like we always love to see difficult situations because that's what's going to show uh the most um but listen i let me tell you right now who my favorite type of ref is, is a female official that works boys games. Just want to put that out there. So you and Carmela are my favorite types of officials. Uh, I res- really respect what you're doing. It's not easy to work these games, and you guys are kind of making it look easy. So big shout-out to both of you. So eight minutes uh, to start the game. Um, I wrote, remember to chop the clock in sync with the first legal touch, which is, you know, uh, as soon as the ball gets tipped. So was there any reason why you tipped it when A2 catches it? Um, no, Did you think it, it uh, the clock starts when they catch it? Um, no, it's like I guess it was one of those, like, I, I, it was just late. Okay. Do you normally, so you chopped it upon the catch? Mm-hmm. Do you normally chop it as soon as the jumper tips it? The boss legally touched. Uh, I would say yes, but then that one was late. Okay, no problem. Just, you know, you put on the game, that's the first thing you notice. So just coming mm-hmm. out, you know, being ready. And just showing that pop to start the game. Uh, five minutes, we have a play about three-point mechanics. And again, stop me at any uh, time. I'm, I, I hope you have some like follow-up questions about particular plays or um, any of my feedback or comments as well. Uh, all right, so three-point mechanics. You display good form with the three-point attempt. Um, I think you can raise and widen your signal here to show more strength and make it bigger. Right? Narrow. And then you mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. So just having a little bit broader of shoulders there and just a little bit wider, a little bit bigger and not so skinny, so to speak. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you could add a little footwork, not always being flat footed. Uh, I'm not saying to make unnecessary movements, but I know there's something that I really, really like uh, about three point attempts and showing that engaged look like you're really reffing from the feet up. Um, just looking athletic out there, which I know you are. I know you got game. I've wa- I watched a YouTube clip. <laughs> so your first foul doesn't. Amen. So what do you got? Talk to me. First foul. Two fifteen. So lead. In the B position. Good. No need to rotate. No need to rotate. I like that. You stayed put. Now, now I would go a little wider there. See how you came in, that position adjustment there? I think you have to stay wider and not travel with the play. Um, once the ball gets kicked into the post, I want to see you take a step back from the play. Okay. 
let's watch here. So ball gets ball goes to the top of the key. I, I feel like you might be in a little bit of a stack too. And also we want to have the awareness to know where the ball's going right here. Remember we talk about being um, in a good position for that next play. Well, where's the next play going right here? To the low post right there. Right, so then maybe we need to get a step wider than just mirroring the ball. We don't want to mirror the ball when the ball is in the post right there. I think we have to see through the space. So back up, back up, back up, and stay put. Instead of traveling with the play, even at the end, that excess movement at the end, I don't, I don't even want you to travel with the play there. I want you to stay put. Right? I don't think we need to walk with the play there. Did you have to walk out of a stack, or was that just your natural motion right there? That's just my, my natural motion. But, like, now since I've been reading and, like, how you say, uh, get a bigger picture so you stay wider. Okay, that looked like 14 um, fouled him. I, I, it looked like a pretty clear foul, I think. He was illegal jumping forward. Um, so I, I like the whistle. Sometimes, though, that excess movement puts us at a position or we wind up biting and calling something cheap. But I don't think that was a cheap foul. So that looked good. I, they didn't show you reporting at the table, I don't think. Um, what else did I write? We want to ensure the first whistle of the game is correct, and I thought this was a great decision to penalize this illegal contact. You have a really smooth demeanor and presence, but I want you to discard showing the two shots on the spot of the foul. I'm sure plenty of people on this call have heard me say that, although I know that's the correct high school mechanic. I know you'll be working in the NCAA very soon, so you're going to quick you're going to quickly graduate from this rookie look. Okay, you got a rebounding foul at 133. Hey, Nico. Where's the trail? Where's the trail? You display a crystal clear presentation of signals following the, uh, and you follow the correct sequence of signals. Remember, on, on these um, plays going the other way, there's like a sequence involved that we got to make sure we do it right every time. But clearly narrate what happened and where we're going, who's got the ball, where's it at. Shot is up. Okay, that wasn't it. Oh, but the uh, my clock is staying at one thirty-three, so I actually no, don't know where this foul occurs. Then the clock isn't moving. The clock, start the clock, start the clock. Uh, what does the board say? One thirty-five is probably coming up right here. Shot, boom, rebound, good point, excellent, pointed to the spot, really good. Were you vocalizing? What did you vocalize on the spot? And that push was clean right there. What did uh, you vocalize on the that spot? That one I had vocalized. Uh, white ball. Um, so when the foul occurred and you blew the whistle, you said, boop, boop, white ball, and pointed? Yes, sir. Excellent. Yes, sir. Great. Excellent. Boop, white ball. Spot. Really good. Uh, what did I say to add? Okay, so at the um, at the table, then you can add that that extra point. I always feel like um, that gives us a little bit of added table presence on plays where we can add that extra point to our fouls after the report. Let's take a look one more time at the report. So we have blue fouls on color, number, push, um, and then a point at the end after your push. Okay. Like one final re-emphasis of where we're going um and and you notice i also wrote conversely on our on our rebounding fouls that are staying here i want you to use the stay here signal have you tried that yet uh i haven't had one yet <laughs> like for the men's league i haven't had it yet okay so the stay here signal is really good for rebounding fouls for loose ball fouls for um fouls on the pass that happen like when the ball's midair um on on a cutter chucking a cutter it's good to just call the foul and point stay here those four play types are really good to use the stay here signal 
It might be my favorite signal. And I, so I recommend it on all levels. doesn't matter if it's not in a book or not. It's very clear on all levels. Um, any, any questions so far, Ashley? Anybody else have any uh, questions or comments for Ashley? Feel free to unmute. All right, three seconds. You have an out-of-bounds mechanic. Let's just look. Uh, let's get technical. Look at your body positioning and uh, posture, body mechanics. Maybe lower that hand count just slightly, that last one you did. Slightly high. Still look good. All right. So, yeah, yeah, what what do you you got? About to say something? Take it away. Hey, yeah. My arm's bent. It's not straight up. And you also got your thumb up and two fingers out, I think. I'm not sure, but it, it, your hand isn't tucked. Which fingers are you pointing with? Uh, for NFHS, it has open hand. Okay, so I would just I would I would um, focus on one point that you take with you wherever you go, and either. Maybe one finger point or two finger point. I would recommend the one finger point. You know, and just practice that one point, one point, one finger point. And just trust me on that. Just looks the strongest and most modern. I don't know if you guys saw my post about, you know, the old school look versus the modern official, but there's still plenty of, and it had nothing to do with age. Because I see a lot of young officials using old, old-looking signals, too. And you're just not going to get a lot of respect, I don't think, overall, with that presentation. 6.35, second quarter. All right, Ashley. Um, consider change. Oh, so I said block makeover. Do we need a block makeover? Old school block. (laughs) (laughs) You're so not old school, Ashley. I know. It's because, like, when I went to a camp in San Antonio, like, they were like, well, you have to do NFHS. And it's like, oh, but then it looks weak when you report it. But, yeah. Listen, when I went to my first camp, you know, it was um, straight high school mechanics the foundation of high school officiating, right? So they're stressing all of the things you guys always talk about. I went through it all, and I'm just happy I didn't listen to them. I'm sorry. I'm happy that my viewpoint has changed and evolved over time, you know, which is, uh, no, but it's very natural. When I went to the camp, it was very eye-opening, like, oh, my God, I'm doing everything wrong. Like, I'm doing everything wrong. They want it done exactly the way the way the print says. So, you know, it kind of gets frustrating and it gets a little confusing. But then you then you get more experience and you, you go to more camps and you work more games and you work with more officials and you start to open things up a little bit and do what works best for you. Because it's your career, it's your journey. Um I like I like the uh, that decision to call legal contact right there by the sideline. Getting like, did you call it because they got bumped out? Yes, sir. And I also want to say I really respect and appreciate the fact you're calling me, sir. And I'm not going to tell you what to call me, but you don't have to call me, sir, because I look at you as my friend or like my little cousin. So, again, feel free to call me whatever you'd like, but you don't have to call me, sir. Okay. But thank you for it. All right, where are we at? Where are we at? 501, you have a hit from Oh, it's it's probably my mom's TV. Oh, let me... no, don't 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 say nothing. Leave let mom watch TV. Two kids, CJ. Thanks. It's all mom. <laughs> Smart guy. <laughs> He likes screens. He decided to crawl up here and watch with me. Nice. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Our young, newest member. Young mentee. <laughs> 
Um, you have a foul coming up at 501, Ashley. Okay. It's, I, I was about to say I liked everything except the two shots, but we spoke about that. We don't need to beat that down. Looks like you could see that low hit. He get his forearm. Yes. On the up yeah. and under. On the, the left hand. Just something to know. Uh, you know, on the left hand or whatever the off hand is, be conscious of when they hit the off hand and it does nothing. Where normally, if that contact would have hit the shooting hand, it would have been a foul, but it didn't, and they just lay it in. So I've seen that play a lot. Something to think about. Not that this play was it because this was a clear legal contact. Just something to keep in mind. A little more strike with the with the hip. Did you find the um, the mechanics video I did helpful? Yes. Okay, one twenty nine. You have an illegal screen coming up. While we watch this advertisement, Ashley, did you have any follow up uh, questions from the report that you wanted to ask me, or any? Does anybody have anything to ask me? Um, I mean, I mean, Ashley, like one thing that I just tell um, officials is keep on finding their passion for what they do. And, and keep on learning something from um, every experience and find a thing to work on every day and, and for each game to just grow yourself stronger and keep on surrounding yourself around good people like you've been doing in this community. Thanks, Will. Will for the win. Wise, wise Will. <laughs> Nickname alert, Wise Will. 129, legal screen, okay. Take me through this play. What did you see? Um, number four, he he was fine on that screen until he had pushed him off. He was legal? So then uh, he was legal, and then once he had pushed off, I mean, the white player he couldn't get around him because he was already at a disadvantage right there. So what what is one thing mechanically you could have done differently or one thing you left out? Um, stopping the clock with yeah. the well, left hand with the outside hand. I think that that way be. I don't turn my back on the players. Yeah, I think that would be the best option. Across the body. Yeah, plus you, don't, you avoid going across your body. Stop it with the left hand, point with the left hand. All right, good. You point it to the spot. I mean, your mechanics are thorough. You're, you're not missing steps, which is good. I mean, you're communicating very clearly. Just got to add a little bit more pop, a little bit more strength. And that's just going to come with mirror work, practice, rules, study to get more confident. In NCAA women's, Carmel, you're still, you're still punching, right? You would, you would stop the clock and punch there? Yeah, we punch and women's. Okay, so I'm not gonna. Honestly, I'm not gonna tell you to. Uh, go but Carmela, but like with um, like with NCAA women's, like I see that you punch on the spot, but like when you go to report, you go and and like report with the numbers and do that blocking signal for a legal screen. Is that correct? Yeah, Yeah, I'm not even going. All right, here we got. Yeah. Is that Kevin? That's Kevin. Yeah. Um, what I was saying was, I'm not. I'm not even going to recommend you guys practice the behind the head, just because I know NCAA women's is going to be your bread and butter for foreseeable next few years so practice for that I'd rather you practice for that than get all mixed up doing a high school signal plus on the spot you could stop the clock and then just point nobody's going to say nothing just point the other way uh, you have an illegal dribble at 45 seconds
Good call as A1 palms the ball, but I want you to open up and display the violation towards the court and not the sideline. This way we'll present much clearer and more professional communication of what the call was. And also we gotta just slow down um, when you blow your whistle so you can raise your hand higher. Your hand's a little, like it doesn't go up all the way. It's just too quick and rapid. Um, did we miss it? Or this clock, I think that we're seeing is messed up. Clearly. The clock on the showing on the TV is quicker than the scoreboard. Okay. 45 seconds. You know, if we missed we missed it, Ashley, or we got to fast forward? Um. Okay, yeah, this is halftime. I think it's... Okay, yeah, that's the tech. The tech is after the illegal dribble, if I remember correctly. What was the tech for? Um, the player from the white team, he had said um, WTF way to the ref. Did he say WTF, the acronym, or the words? I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say the actual words. Oh, I'm not asking you to. I just wanted to know if he literally said, ref, WTF. Well, that's that's what my co-official had said. He had um, he thought he was fouled when the ball had gone out of bounds, I believe, and he had said that, and the ref heard it, so he had teed him up. I'm not giving anybody a tech if they tell me WTF. If they talk to me in text language, I am not offended by that. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to do better than that. Obviously, if they said the word, there's nothing to discuss. But that's uh, that's pretty funny. It's like. Uh, Quite funny when someone audibly says LOL. I was just thinking that. If he laughs, at, instead of laughing at your call, he just LOLs you. <laughs> Tell him to grow up. Actually, I'm not finding this illegal dribble. You said it was after the tech or before? Uh, Before the tech. Um, okay, so let's just check it out one more time. You know, if you're a coach or even if you're a ref, and you're going to hear your whistle, and then we're going to look at you, and there's going to be no signal because you're going to be done. It's going to be done. It's going to be over, right? And and we want to draw it out a little bit more um, just to make it a little bit clearer. Plus, we want to slow ourselves down. You know, when, we're, when our bodies are out there moving fast, our minds, just imagine how quick your minds are moving. So if we need to slow our body down, that means we probably need to slow our thinking down way more. And that'll trickle into other plays, which is what we don't want. So just uh, stop the clock on all fouls. Your run looks really solid. Definitely look like an athlete. Look like you belong to be there. And I, I like your posture a lot, too. Shows me that you're not really nerd. You don't look nervous out there from my viewpoint. How would you rate? How would you rank your nervousness level when you're on the court? I would say a zero. Because, I mean, doing men's games to me is more nerve-wracking than high school. How are those men's league games going, starting to sink in? Are those reps starting to sink in to your to your game? Yeah, so, like, the like the information you gave me, and then uh, with the, the, the co-fisher that I'm with, since he does uh, college games for women, he's also been helping me out with the women's mechanics, too. Do you do women's mechanics just to practice for your men's games? For the men's league, I use the women's mechanics. Okay. That's what I do for AU sometimes. I'll work on uh, the women's. Yeah. I'll do like uh, a game of high school then. Um, so you trial positioning, just trying to work that 28 as, as much as possible and adjusting well, accordingly based on the possession where the ball is, where the matchup is. Who's got last shot there? It should be center in this game. Whoa, that play should have been the center. We do it opposite table. Yeah, well, opposite table or center, who's ever. It, well, it depends because I know that's what they had told me and that's what I had read in the book. Mm. You know, it varies. That's why I ask. I don't think you had much in the third quarter, Ashley. Mm, just the. Uh... The the wave off that you had said. 
The last second shot. At the end of the third, right? Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. Yes. No, you don't have to apologize. Remember, I didn't tell you what's going on. It is. My, my dad raised me up like that, so it's just engraved. No, no. Was your dad military? No, he wasn't. Man, he, he wasn't military. He was just raised in like a strict household. He was just respectful. Yeah. Was that it? Is that your double dribble that we've been searching for? I think so. Yes. Oh, hey. He got a little carried away. <laughs> Give me the drums. I'm definitely adding drums. No, no, no dad jokes. Well, I think that's right. I don't think that was money, Pedro. Wait till you hear the drum sound effects. Um, no, but seriously, just making sure we open up there. It almost looked like you were doing it to the crowd. I think, for, like, I guess because it was like it was on that side, so that's why I did it with the right hand, but it should have been left hand. Show the carry symbol and then point. We just want to make it open and available to the court, not to any like one direction, just wherever the center of the court is, we should be displaying our signals from. Okay, last shot situation. Did you guys signal to each other who has last shot? Any eye contact or hand signal? Is that, something you do? Is that something you try to do every quarter, every half? Should be, right? This, yes. That one should have been me if it's on that side. But now since we're going back in transition, it'll, be, it'll still be me on this one. Yeah, because he if it's in front court, it should have been the trail. Only if it's in transition, it's the center. I love that wave off. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's tremendous. That was great. Looks super professional. Keep that one. Well you guys but the point was you guys both waved it off. So just make sure we're or make an eye contact, or you know, I, I touch my heart. I, I look at the official and, and touch my heart. I don't know if, what you guys do. How, how else does everybody else signal last shot? What do you do, Carmelo? Point. Point. Um, point uh, to yourself. Yeah, point up. Point up. Yeah, I just, I just do a little point up. Okay. I've recently been doing this. Uh, just kind of point, like like I'm pointing to my watch. I'll get their attention. And say, hey, you. Got clocked. Yeah. I almost do the Steph Curry. I point to the sky and then point to my chest a couple times. Like I just hit a three. <laughs> not do the Sammy Sosa. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we we don't touch the top of our heads. Okay. Top of your head. So you signal a shot clock violation. <laughs> yeah, we, we, no, we don't even have one yet. Oh, well there, you, well, there you go. Makes sense now. Might have to change that uh, signal up, though, once you get it. Well, well, we either touch, touch the chest, too, or, or the head. I, I normally do either or, but um, mm -hmm. I uh, make sure I look, look at my partners first. And that's, again, that's another thing you guys can mention in the pregame. Hey guys, you know this. This is how I signal I'm taking last shot. So I don't know how you guys do it. Wh what do you usually do? Just something for me to look for. All right, Ashley, you got another legal screen at six oh nine. Uh oh. I th I think this was the one that there was two back to back illegal screens. Like he was looking at like his knee, like his knee was outside of his frame. And totally stacked as well. Calling calling through three players almost, almost four. You could say he's calling through four players. I just don't want you to watch. I know we watch these games and you're like, oh, my partner called that a foul. I, I guess that's a foul. You know, like, I don't want you to catalog that as a foul. We're not calling that. That's just the play on the game interrupter. It was out of his area, too, I believe, right? Yeah, definitely a reach. And I think there was, yeah, even the previous possession, there was a rebounding foul that was a phantom, too. So I wanted to ask you, Ashley, how did you feel with the crew dynamics in this game? It it wasn't really like the the two co-fishers I was with. I mean, they were they're like veterans of our chapter, but I mean, this it was pretty tough, very tough. That's that's what we you know we deal with a, a, 
for, for the majority of it, I think high school contests, right? We're, we're a rare breed, I think. People on this call, just, I mean, we've talked about this before, and that's, this is what the industry is, this is what the culture of fishing is. There's more games than there are refs. Right? So they gotta, they gotta plug holes. They gotta fill games. So there's just people, people working, people out here working, um, but not necessarily working at the club. And that's part of our, our job too to navigate through all that. That's part of our journey. And how, how good are you gonna be? <coughs> Excuse me. You gotta be able to work with anyone, anywhere, anytime. Um, yeah, and I noticed one trend that you walk away from your fouls. I think you did it two or three times. Right there. Mm -hmm. You want to stay planted, stay put. Conversely to what I told you about, like the three-point attempt signal, right? Show a little movement. This play, we got to stay put. We got to not move. And definitely don't walk away from the play because then you're losing your angle. You're losing your connection to the contact as well. Where was the illegal contact there? What did you What did you think when you called it or and or now? Um, what's his the number fifteen on the release? I was his arm go back. You saw his arm go back. You saw like right there. It was definitely a wild swing. I think he uh, short armed his shot. Like when, yeah. like now that I'm looking off, at the film, it's like yeah. Yeah. When you flick it back, he kind of moved it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, and I see a swipe down here. Like you watch the drive. Yep, yep. Fifteen. I see a swipe down on on white fifteen. If you watch eleven goes up, is airborne, and when he's airborne, you see it there. Well, I think she called the sw like the swipe up the the arm. That follow through with the right hand, right? Did you did you call any contact that was low, Ashley? Or are you no, sir. yeah, no. I it's because to uh for me, like had I stayed put, like just stationary right there, to mm -hmm. me it looked like number fifteen had like on the swipe up, like that's why I was looking at his arm, and it looked like his arm was going back, but then it looked like he was like shooting a high floater too. Where did the contact occur on the shooter? Which part of his arm slash hand? Um, like the forearm. Okay. That's good because the forearm is illegal. I'm just glad you didn't say hand, right? Because if, that, if that's a high five right there, that's just nothing. So if mm -hmm. you're going to tell me he, he gets him on the forearm and that causes the shot to go off the backboard like that, I mean, I think it's a, it's a pretty wild play for both players, the defender and the shooter. Uh, but most important thing is the mechanics of it and you not walking away. You staying right locked in to see the point of contact instead of kind of walking backwards into a stack mm. and refing over your shoulder and discarding the two shots. Your fists look really good, though. Um, your numbers got to pop a little bit more. Um, all right, so what are you doing? You're telling people the, the subs are coming in? Because okay. the subs were... I think, I think that was the same time when the subs were trying to come in. I was like, no, it's two shots after the first shot. I don't have any other plays from this game. Do you have any other plays from uh, in these last four minutes? I know the uh, the other game had, had a few more. Oh, yeah. Um. Let's... Let's switch it up. For for like a drive to the basket from the center position, you want to stay like on moving moving action, like going to the basket, like on drives. You want to stay put stationary, right? I mean, it's again, it's you just it's a general. That was a general statement. It's tough to apply to every single situation i'm just talking about the last play you had we have to stay put right there because i think you're in a good position um when we're blowing the whistle ideally we should try to be stationary i think as much as possible and, and try to avoid blowing the whistle on the move unless we're in transition or we're just position adjusting and a legal contact occurs but for the most part when we're making a decision i think we want to stay still where our eyes aren't 
you know, bopping up and down um, and just running while making a decision, I think is harder than just standing, staring and focusing on, on the play. Um, let's look at the other game real quick. Cause I know you got like three or four other plays we can look at. Hey, Ashley. Yes. The reason I asked about the crew dynamics was um, a couple of different things. I saw, I uh, saw, two or three different times where you and one of your partners had a double prelim on the three point. And then he dropped his a couple of times. Uh, and then a couple of double whistles that he, there were just, you know, no eye contact made or no like yielding, or it was just kind of double whistles. And I don't think we were aware. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And, and that game too, um, <laughs> It's kind of funny that you say that because in that same game, one of my co-officials, he had caught a double foul, like on the rebound action. And the kid was hooking, like he was holding, he was on the ground, like on, on his butt. And he was hooking like one of the kid's legs and he ended up calling a double foul. So it was kind of like awkward because it was like well, the kid had his hands up, like he was just trying to get out of the kid holding his leg and he had ended up calling a double foul. So it was just, it was, it was a pretty tough game. Cause I mean, like I, I ask a lot of questions and I try to like learn stuff, but it's like when I'm reading the rule book and stuff and it's like, they're doing the opposite of what the rule book says. Thanks for adding that CJ. Good point. They are vets. They're set in their ways, right? <laughs> set vets. Set in the vet. <laughs> That's why you're here. Yeah, and I mean, because I mean, I like for me, I, I ask a lot of questions because I mean, I have because it's like the vets will tell me something, and then I'm reading the rule book, and then it's like I'll I'll, I'll try to like ask a lot of questions. And it's like nobody can answer my question, and it's like when I read the rule book, it was like okay, well that does that's not what it says in the rule book. So you're in you're in the correct correct spot now. We bypass all that now. Um, all right, let's so. Bit of an odd uh, position here because the ball gets tipped out of bounds from the opening tip. But I just want to see you hustle for the ball. I want to because this is your call, correct? So you have to make a call, and it'd be nice for you to run kind of closer to the that to the lead to the end line. Excuse me. And even after like it's clear you're never going to catch up, and balls went out of bounds, and you're not obviously in an ideal position, just inbounding the ball. I want to see you hustle for the ball because we just started the game, right? We're going to show a little juice, right? Hustling over, hustling over, hustling over. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you, where, where were you putting in your pocket? Your possession? Uh, oh, yeah. Gotcha. Good decision to penalize this illegal contact. I like that you reported the appropriate signal, which is a hold. Everybody see why that was a hold? The, the, I think the left hand goes right to the hip. I know probably some people will think it's like a block, but I think the, the hand on the hip is what initially um, you know, stalls that movement by the offense. Go back to that one more time, Paul. Sure, sure. I love the foul call, the mechanics, the report. And then to top it off, I want a nice crispy count before we can chop it in there. It was kind of soft on the count and chop. That's I think on the count is one place you can really make it pop. Gotcha. And show strength. Great point. Yeah, the count we gotta improve. Your your hand is almost you almost got like a lazy hand where it's not just not straight it's like hanging down so that arm should be just straight and it should be shoulder level we don't have to it the most natural hand count motion to me is strictly just shoulder level just right in line with your shoulder so your arm just perfectly extends straight out you don't have to worry about getting it at a that should be the natural height to me see the report hold okay pretty good hold signal maybe just stay there an extra millisecond a little quick but 
Let's see what type of game it is you're trying to get home. You have a foul at 526. We are going to scrub to that. Ashley, what percentage of your games are two-person versus three-person? I actually had, i probably say about 50%. Like half of them were two-person because um, this year coming back from COVID, we didn't have enough officials. So a lot of games we had to do was two men. And this one was actually like, um, this is actually like a charter school down here. This was to help them get to like, um, like regionals, I guess you can say. So that kind of made it a little worse because it was just two person for like this playoff game that's supposed to be for regionals. Take me through this foul call. Look like you have contact from behind. Is that what you called? Was it a hit to the head? What was it exactly? Is that a travel? Is that a travel? Let's look at this real quick. Tell me if this is a legal hop step or not. I mean, I'm just not calling that, but I think it might be. Yeah, I called that, that one on number 10 from behind. Does he hit him in the head or is it all back contact? It was He was like on his back right there. All right, all right, all right. Check his left hand. I think his left hand's on his hip, and that's what makes him move forward a little. I don't want you guys to, to pay too much attention to hands on hips um, on shots by the rim. I don't think that's ever the reason why it's uh, – I don't want to say ever. I don't think most of the time that's a reason why it's illegal unless it's a chalk and he shoves him with that, like, one-handed push. But – it's got to do more. It, like even if he's riding him, riding him, riding him, riding him, and then he goes up. Well, he's still got to push. He's still got to like displace. I feel. Okay, giving it to your partner. I like that very. Oh, oh, could have done a better pass. Almost, you were almost giving it to your partner. Good intentions here. Just got to finish the pass off. He doesn't want to bend down and pick it up. And then a little more strike with that hit call. With that hit signal, just a little more strike. Two plays left, fam. Um, 142. Well, let's look at your positioning first. Because it seemed you were a little wide. When the ball is a cr opposite the basket line, in this case, do you think you're too wide at your initial start right here? That, that one, yes. Yeah. A step or two. Because here's our but then that, that, we got That guy right there, he's about like six, six, so I couldn't see around him. This guy? He was, he was a tall Yeah, he was pretty, pretty tall. This dude? Yeah. And then number 32, supposedly they said he was 6'10". He was tall, too. He was real lanky. And he's a big dude, too. You wouldn't want to take a charge on him. I wouldn't want to. Um, so you're not even in the picture here. I want you to step down to the B position and be right in this space right here. There's nothing over here. Nobody's over here. So let's let's position right here. Um, you know, a little bit outside the lane line, wherever you feel comfortable, but in this general vicinity. Um, drive comes and 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 that's just that is. I understand why you called it this game. But in a normal setting, we're just never coming through the paint like that in lead to call it near the elbow-ish. Would you agree? You guys agree with yeah. that? We understand that there's no trail in this play. Was that why you called it, Ashley? Because you just felt like you were out there alone on this play? I guess because like I was waiting for like a cadence whistle. I was like, okay, he hasn't called it. Okay, I'm gonna call it. And why was it a travel? He took like that hop step, like the first step, and then he had taken two steps after he had already picked up the ball. And then his foot returned, and then he gave that pass at the end. Because I'm just saying that because I noticed there was a pass at the end, but the travel occurred. Did he? Did he bobble that at all? No, I think I think he it was like one, two, three, and then he passed. Then he it was like one of those like it's because in that game he did it about like two or three times. He had traveled and then he had passed it like after he was about to take that last step. 
Yeah, that's bad feet, bro. That is bad feet. Uh, definitely travel, but mechanically, you know, during camp, when you go to camp, like, don't call it travel through the paint like that. That's what they're going to say to you. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, so that was the last play, I believe. Um, did we miss 142? Um, last play of the night. Got to make those, buddy. Keep it up. All right. Take me through this play. I feel like it's a little related to the travel you had. So you're in trail. Who was that left arm that I was looking at? Like, that one to me was like a weak call. He was able to make the layup, so it was like that one I could just let that one go. If if the lead was in a proper, dependable position, would you have thought twice about calling that? Or was the fact that there wasn't a lead, did that force you to say, uh-oh, we got to have a whistle here because we can't miss anything? Yeah, more than likely. Because, I mean, if there, if there was a lead already down there, I'm not making that call because he has a better look. Yeah, especially in, in trails since we're still, like, running and the play's leaving you. It's going away from you. You're trying to catch up to it. Yeah, that's just a play on, I, I feel, in my opinion. Anybody have any other thoughts on this play? No, I agree. I think if you just hold your whistle for, like, like a breath, if you just take a breath before you blow, then you'll realize that contact doesn't have any effect on the shooter. Yeah. It was it's it's it happens. It just like, might be a re- reactionary, right? Like you just take that extra second, that breath before you decide to blow or not to, to blow. It'll, it'll help you a lot. And that's just that's just my little thing on that play. And that's one thing that is inexcusable for us as officials, right? We 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 can be out of position because we took the wrong route or we accidentally get stacked. It's gonna happen. We can't be out of position due to effort and due to just not running. So take this play for what it's worth, but this is a high school play. This this happens all, all across the country, and, you know, we got to make sure we interpret it and process it the right way. So I, I just wanted to relate some of those big-picture points like, all right, you, you kind of recognize that. I'm working by yourself on this play, but still got to stay disciplined, got to trust your partner. Don't inject yourself into the game just because, you know, you don't want fear of missing something. The fear of missing something is is what makes officials put a lot of whistles on stuff we don't need because we're all just out here trying to not miss something. So uh, that's that's a really good point, Paul. That's a very good point. What do you think, Ashley? Hope that was helpful for you. Yeah, that last one was a weak call. <laughs> <laughs> Good, let it sting. Yeah. It, it happens, you know, that you're, you're building up your tolerance. And the only way to do that is by looking at plays of you making weak calls and incorrect calls and putting putting whistles on insignificant incidental contact. It's the only way you know we learn and get get more reps, and then just going out and doing more men's league games and putting yourself in pressurized spots there where you're a little uncomfortable, and they're working you a little bit, they're testing you. You know, you kind of need that. It's gonna develop your spine. But great work. It's great watching you. Uh, great watching you work. Does anybody else have Carmel? You have anything for uh, Ashley? Yeah, I'm excited for you, girl. Um... You know, I'm excited for all of us, but, you know, now that, you know, we're watching your film, you know, I'm super excited for you. Can't wait to see how far you all go. You go. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, oh, when when uh, uh, they said Carmelo was doing those Juco games, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, Carmelo's my idol. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, man, we got to, you know, support one another as females, you know, raise each other up. But, you know, I'm looking forward to working with you or watching you grow. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And then back to your original point, you know, how you have questions about in the game or about rules. Mm-hmm. I think Carmelo 
is a good resource to have to reach out to about questions and like polls about rules. So just my advice is understand who you're asking the questions to and who can be a good resource to help you grow. So that would just be my tip going forward. So just know who, who to ask and what to ask them for, right? Yeah. And like in about a month, I'm pretty sure Carmelo and Paul are probably going to be like, Ashley, like, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> definitely not. I love it. Love it. Bother me all you want. Ashley, I got a track record of four years of me not telling anybody to leave me alone. So, I mean, that's that's on record. <laughs> now, every girl, too, that signs up, I'm always like, oh, I can't wait to hook you up with Carmela. And now I'm saying, like, oh, you got to see Ashley, like another young official from Texas. So, you know, I brag about you guys all the time. But uh, it's a pleasure to, to get with everybody uh, each week and um, the camaraderie that we have and that we're growing. I don't take it from gr for granted. I'm very appreciative for it. And I want to continue to tell you guys all the time. So thanks for coming tonight. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You know, if Crown Refs has brought you any value in the past, I would really appreciate if you would consider joining us in our new private community for basketball officials on the Patreon and Discord apps. We have three different tiers of access and content available. We have Crown Refs Pro, Crown Refs Plus, and Crown Refs Mentor. This is uh, next level stuff. If you've been a fan of the content or the podcast for the past few years, or you've been a day one supporter, um, this is the place to be. This is where we have our weekly training sessions on Zoom. This is where we have our live monthly podcast with special guests. This is where we are interacting every day on private channels. So would really uh, appreciate if you could join us in this community. We think you would flourish and definitely accelerate your skills as a basketball official. For more information, you can click the link in this episode description. Have a great day.